0: Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Hallelujah. Who then can be saved? The disciples they turned to Jesus and said, who then can be saved? He said, the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. God is able to do the impossible right here today. Amen. Some of you came in with questions and doubts and concerns. Amen. And, You and I, we can't come up with the answers, but God is able, amen, to do the impossible and turn it into something that only He can touch, only He can fix, only He can bless, only He can multiply. Woo! Praise God. And that's what He does. Amen. When the worship team comes up here, praise God, faith, amen, expands and and it puts some Puts us into a place where we can receive, amen, the word of God. Hallelujah. The Lord, He is so good. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. It's wonderful having our guests with us here today. This gentleman here, Andy Jr. in the back, and this gentleman, Jacob, is that right? Yes. All right. Nice having you. Praise God. We are so blessed to have you here with us here today in service. Tell you what, I am excited, and that is no exaggeration. I will try not to use hyperbole here this morning. If you are here Wednesday night, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Praise God. Easton lost his uh, air, what are they, air buds? Is that what they're called? Something like that. He was taking the garbages out. We got a long driveway. He was taking the garbages out, and it was night out, late at night, and, he had, you know, it was late, and he, he couldn't find. One of them fell out of his pocket or something, and so he's out there with flashlights trying to look around, and, and uh, we're trying to get going, and, and he says, man, this is the worst. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, where have I heard that before? <laughs> This is the, the worst. worst. But good news, apparently he uh, found them. So it wasn't uh it apparently was temporarily the worst. Amen. Okay, that was Wednesday. That was Wednesday's message. I better shift over to Sunday, excuse me. All right. All right. Let me take the lid off of this. I will say this. If you have ever been discouraged, maybe you're discouraged now, you're in the right place. If you've ever been wronged or hurt by a loved one, a family member, or even somebody in the church, boy, you're in the right place. If, if you've sinned, and maybe you have sinned even today, you're in the right place. If you've denied your faith in the past, you're in the right place. Or if everything just seems to go wrong, you take one step and you have this plan and it's just shipwreck after shipwreck, you're in the right place. Amen. I want to tell you a story today. Probably have never heard this story. I found it a few years ago. And I don't think uh, you'll ever hear another story like it. And it's a story of a jockey. His name is Ralph Neves. Do you have a picture of him? There he is, right there. Handsome little booger. Uh, The Portuguese pepper pot was his uh, nickname, Ralph Knees, the Portuguese pepper pot. And the amazing thing that Ralph is known for is, can you flip to the next one? On May 8th of 1936, Ralph was tragically killed in a horse race. This was at a track just outside of San Francisco, and all of the jockeys it was towards the end of the season, and they were riding for points who was going to be the top jockey for that spring season, and this 19-year-old Ralph Neese in 1936 was in first place. Now, guess what the prize was? $500 cash. You know the nice thing about getting a $500 cash is that there's no taxes on that, right? So, and $500 in 1936, that's a lot of money. And on top of that, the biggest celebrity, Mr. White Christmas himself, Bing Crosby, would hand the season Champion jockey, a brand new gold wristwatch. I mean that's like an iPhone today, right? Gold wrist five hundred dollars. He was in the lead for this prize. but unfortunately, on that Thursday, he was racing on a horse called I believe it was Fanikens, not Anakin but fannikens, okay And he was in fifth place. And as they came around the first corner, the outside horse broke its leg and tumbled into the horses in front of him. He got thrown off. His horse landed on him. And then the remaining horses trampled the Portuguese pepper pot. The story, I'll read it to you. Turn the brightness up on this screen here. On May 8, 1936, a horse jockey named Ralph Neves was riding in the third race of the day at Bay Meadows Racecourse near San Francisco, California. At stake was the $500 cash and a gold watch that Bing Crosby had promised personally to present to the winner. Nineteen-year-old Neves, a.k.a. the Portuguese Pepper Pot, was riding Fannikins, and the two were in fifth place as he headed into the first turn behind a wall of horses. As the horses in front of him pounded around the course, the outside horse stumbled. I read multiple stories on it. He actually broke his leg, stumbled, and fell against the horses beside, causing a domino effect which brought all four of the leading horses down. Fannikin's tripped when she tried to stop abruptly, which dumped Neves, the jockey, onto the track just before her crushing weight landed on top of him. Another story I read on him, how he got trampled by the horses behind him. Track physicians rushed to Neves' unmoving body. They loaded him in the back of a pickup truck and shuttled him to the track's first aid room. There he was examined by a doctor and pronounced dead. The track's stunned spectators observed a moment of silence when the race announcer shared the solemn news with the crowd. (coughs) Could you imagine that? One time I watched a, um, a bee, a motocross. They had a motocross thing out here. I thought, oh, I've never seen one of those. I went to go watch it. And they were on like 250 dirt bikes. Those are pretty big. And they were going off these jumps and they were 30, 40 feet in the air, it looked like. And one of those poor kids, they were all 18, 19, 20. One of those poor kids came down and I don't know what happened, but his bike, when it hit, He came off of it, and he just got landed on by another bike, and I, to this day, I have no idea, but I thought in my mind, that poor guy, he probably died, and I thought, did I just witness somebody dying right here, and I can imagine the horror that must have went through these people's minds that were there at that racetrack that day. As they watched it and saw it, as they came around on, the, or on that first turn right there, and then they bring his lifeless body off, and then they announce, a, would you please stand in a moment of silence, terrible news. The great Ralph Neves has passed away. By the time Neves' friend, Dr. Horace Stevens, arrived at the track hospital, the jockeys bloody bodied was laid on a slab with a toe tag. In a desperate long-shot attempt to revive his friend, Dr. Stevens administered a shot of adrenaline directly into Neve's heart. They had a toe tag on him. He was dead. For several minutes, it appeared to have no effect and the discouraged Dr. Stevens left the hospital. Sometime in the next 20 minutes, Neves sat up and walked out of the first aid room. He headed across the grandstand towards the jockey's room, wearing nothing but his pants and one boot. When the crowd realized that the shirtless, bloodied, toe tag man was staggering across the grandstand area was the jockey who had been declared dead about a half an hour earlier. The crowd and the race officials rushed towards Neves. Shocked turned into celebration. At one point, Neves later recalled, I think everybody on that track was chasing me. Upon arriving at the jockey's room, where his colleagues were conducting a, a collection for his widow, Ralph Neves demanded to be allowed to ride the rest of his races. <laughs> you know what? I know they still build them like that. <laughs> All you got to do is watch Mason play basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what he doesn't have for skill, he makes up for him. Your grit. <laughs> Amen. Ralph Nees demanded to be allowed to ride the rest of his races. The astonished stewards refused to let him return to riding until he spent a night in the hospital under observation. In the morning, he left the hospital through the window in a room, dressed in a hospital gown. And took a cab back to the racetrack. Hey, he had his mind made up. (laughs) I'm gonna ride that race. I'm gonna. He probably needed that 500. He probably already had it spent. He was in first place. He already knew it was coming. He was gonna spend that and enjoy the. Probably gonna sell the watch. He resumed his racing to finish out the last day of the meet, and though he didn't win any of his races, he did rack up enough second places, second place finishes to capture the title and the watch. The headlines on the story in the San Francisco Chronicle read, Ralph Needs died but lives to ride and win. Is that great or what? Neves went on to ride for 28 more years after being declared dead in 1936. He died in his sleep at 1995 at 79 years of age, 59 years after he was first declared dead. Ooh, praise God. What an attitude. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You know, sometimes the world wants to say... <laughs> Uh, you might as well check him out. Uh, There's no more life in this one over here. Uh, just throw him in the woodpile. Uh, just toe-tag him. Uh, but I want you to know, uh, unless the Lord says, I'm done with you, uh, it's time for you to get up uh, and say, I'm not finished. Uh, let me back uh, in the race. Uh, I don't care if they think I'm dead. A uh, toe-tag, uh, I'm right here, and I want to finish the race. Amen. And so if you allow me, I'm going to speak just for a little bit on this. I'm not finished. Praise God. Woo! Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Would you help me pray? Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord God. We're so thankful, amen, for what you've done here today and what you're going to do here in the next few minutes. God, we lift you up and bless you. We give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that faith would be increased here today, that revelation, understanding would go forth. We lift you up and we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. We pray, amen, praise God, hallelujah. I do have one scripture I'd like to read. And that is this, in Micah 7 and 8, rejoice not against me. Oh, we know this scripture, amen, praise God. Some of us might have it uh, taped up to uh The uh, mirror in our bathroom, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise, amen. When I sit in darkness, uh, the Lord shall shine, amen, shall be a light uh, unto me. Uh, Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, Sometimes it feels like uh, that the enemy uh, has a victory over us. Uh, But I want you to know this, uh, that it's just a matter of time uh, before you you're up again on your feet and got the strength in the Lord. Amen. Pushing you to the end. Oh blessed be the name of the Lord. I know there are times when you're wondering can I even feel God? i messed up so much. Would God want me back? But I want you to know God has a desirable outcome for you and it's not to be in a pit of darkness and despair but it is a glorious ending. Amen united with Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Well, but you don't quite get it. Brother Jeff, I've made some really bad choices. I've made some really bad decisions. You know, there are real heroes in the Word of God. And when you look, when you you line up the Mount Rushmore of Bible characters. I think everybody's first pick on that, somewhere on your Mount Rushmore, has to be David. Has to be David on there. But the, the, the crazy thing about it is this. Is there any life of an individual... Who had more highs and more lows and those lows self inflicted self inflicted I want you to think about David for a moment anointed king everything that you could think about having the glory of Israel amen the love of all the people and one night he decides that he would steal a man's wife and force himself upon her. The news gets back. She is now going to have his child. And so he tries to cover up his sin. That never works. It never does. God knows all. He sees all. He tries to cover it up. He brings her husband back who was in the battle and away. And David brings him in and says, hey, how you doing? And puts his arm around him and says, tell me how the battle goes. And gives him some food and dines him, and then he says, go home and rest. You deserve it. And the man would not even go into his own house. He slept on the doorstep. David thought that he would go in and lay with his wife, and that would cover up the sin, and the child would be born, and they would think that it was Uriah's, not David's. David, he gets word that Uriah slept all night out on the porch. He calls him back and he says, what are you thinking? Here was your chance to go in and sleep in a warm bed and be with the woman who loves you. And he says, how can I? Amen. When the ark of God dwells in a tent and the men of Israel dwell in a tent, how could I? Amen. Enjoy an evening in my home with my wife. What an honorable man. And what a dog David was. So he gets him drunk. The Bible even uses the word drunk. He gets him drunk. He's thinking now, surely he'll have bad judgment. Still, he would not. I tell you what. That is a man I want to meet. David could never get away from that sin. In fact, in Matthew's genealogy, when it says, and Jesse begat David and David begat Solomon, it says, from the wife of Uriah. He thinks he's got it covered up. He plans to murder Uriah. He hands the note to Uriah and says, give it to Joab. He knows that Uriah is such an honorable man that he won't open it to see that he's delivering his own death sentence. David gives the note to Uriah. Uriah delivers it to Joab. He says, take Uriah and put him in the heat of the battle where they face the mightiest men of the opposition. And when the battle is raging, pull everybody back so Uriah dies. And so David gets gets word from Joab that Uriah has died and he thinks he's covered his sin and he brings in Amen, Bathsheba, into his house. And he's done it. But David learns a lesson. You can't hide anything from God. Amen. And one day publicly as he's sitting in his throne room, uh, a preacher comes up uh, and he says, David, there's been a great tragedy in the land. Uh, there was a rich man who had all of these flocks uh, and there was a poor man down the road who had one little sheep. Uh, and they raised that sheep as from a baby. Uh, and even they had to, like called it a name. And, uh, and it even sat uh, uh, like they petted it like a pet. And it was like one of the family. And the rich man had somebody over and instead of killing one of his, he went and took the one and killed it from the one that only had one and he served it. And David became so angry. He's like, that man surely shall die. And then Nathan points his old bony finger at that man and says, David, you're the man. Whoo! David falls to his his knees on the ground and says, I have sinned. God says, you're not going to die, but there is some judgment that's going to come, amen, from the choice of your sin. The penalty is absolutely staggering. The sword shall not depart from your home. In your house, there will be ones that will take your wives and lay with them. And then... Just as it couldn't get any worse. And just before Nathan walks out the door, he turns back, he says, oh, and one last thing. The child, it's going to die. I tell you what. Aren't you glad that God hasn't publicly declared your sins in front of the whole congregation, in front of the whole kingdom? in front of the whole world, David at that time, it would have been real easy for him to say, I've blown it, I've ruined it. Amen. Look what I've done. Uh, I've caused it to the nations of the world get to scoff and laugh. Uh, amen. Look what I've done. It would have been so easy for him to say, uh, you know, maybe somebody else uh, should be king. I don't think I could handle this uh, any longer. Uh, amen. Uh, if you're in that boat here today uh, and you've sinned, and sin does cause guilt uh, and shame uh, and condemnation, uh, I want you to know uh, that there's a way out. Uh, if you'll confess your sins... Uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to finish that way. Amen. You can finish and be the king and later on have the testimony that David is the king, a man after my own heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be defined by your failures, but be defined by His mercy and His grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But you don't get it, uh, Brother Woods. Uh, you don't understand, preacher. Uh, I've been to church before. Uh, I've been wronged uh, even by people uh, in the church. It happens. Amen. I mean, Let me tell you a quick little story here. We know the story. Joseph. Amen. His father loved him, presented him with a coat of many colors. It must have been a beautiful, beautiful thing. God was dealing with him He was sharing the dream of God dealing with him. And his brothers became very jealous. Amen. And they put together a plan how they could get rid of him. Amen. And how they would come back and tell their father and crush his heart and his spirit. And they would take that coat and tear it up and dip it in animals' blood and say, we don't know what happened to your son, Joseph, but he was tore apart by some wild animal. And here's the Proof, dad. Oh. Joseph, could you imagine the confusion that must have ran through his mind? Sold into slavery. Accused of doing something he would never do in Potiphar's house put into a dungeon, amen. Why? I didn't do anything wrong. It's tough at times when you're wronged, you're hurt by loved ones, amen. But I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Don't quit, amen. You hang in there. Praise God. The dream that God gave you, it's going to come true. Amen. You're not always going to be in a dark place. You're not always going to be in a dark pit. Amen. The dream is alive. The dreamer is still alive. Amen. Your day's coming. You just got to hold on. You just got to keep believing. Amen. Don't throw in the towel. You got to say, I'm not finished. I'm going to overcome this place that I'm at. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that's tough. It is. But we've got to forgive, move on. Amen. And love. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes in life you can get discouraged for other things too. There was a person in the Bible Maybe perhaps one of the greatest prophets of all time. Some consider him a power prophet for the things that God did through him. The raising of a dead boy. Being fed by ravens. Prayed and there was no rain upon the earth for three years and then challenged the prophets of Baal in the grove and after he prayed, God answered his prayer by fire. Fire. That would be awesome. By fire. I'm not talking a I'm not talking a flame that if you're in the spirit, you could see. I'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) sucked up all the water in the trough that they had poured in there. (laughs) But when that one woman, Jezebel, She put the sentence of death upon him. Suddenly, that power prophet, he took off running and hiding. I don't blame him. I mean, there are times when it's like, hey, you know what? I just better take a break and get out of here for a little bit. Not that my wife's like that. anyway, But. What's What scripture say? It's better to dwell on the rooftop than in the house with a brawling woman or something like that, right? <laughs> Amen. I've learned my lesson, long, oh, long time ago. <laughs> you don't like potatoes? <laughs> no, I love potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> she don't do that anymore. <laughs> All right. I love you, babe. Hopefully, she's listening to this on podcast. I told her to. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But God finds him in a cave, and he's discouraged. He says, you know, no one else is committed to this thing as I am. God, I'm the only one that loves you. I'm the only one that's true. I'm the only one that prays. I'm the only one that studies. I'm the only one. He's discouraged. Because others aren't measuring up to to where he's at, right? He's discouraged. And in a still, small voice, the Lord comforts Elijah. Amen. And he says, Elijah, there's a whole vast of people that have not bent their knee, and they've committed their (laughs) hearts. Amen. Aren't you thankful, amen, that God sees your commitment? Uh, I want you to know, uh, if you're you're in a place of despair and you're discouraged, uh, don't be discouraged, amen. Uh, It's more than just this little congregation uh, that's holding on uh, and living for the Lord. Uh, God's got a whole army of people uh, all around the world, Uh, amen. Uh, And we're waiting for that day uh, when He steps out in glory uh, and calls us on home. Uh, Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged, Elijah, amen. Amen the days of fire falling from our prayer, it's still ongoing don't be discouraged you got to hang in there there's a whole bunch of us out there amen praise God you know I used to write notes but I started writing those notes and I couldn't see them so now I've, I'm writing them bigger Pretty soon I'm going to have to, like, write them real big and maybe with red ink or something. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but you don't understand, preacher. I've even denied my faith. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because the devil, he would love to heap that guilt and shame and condemnation upon you. I want you to think of this, the ultimate scenario of denying one's faith, Peter. I can't remember which gospel it's out of, but in one of them, I remember when I read it and it hit me. They said, you're one of those who follow Jesus. And he had denied the Lord twice already. The scripture says he starts to cuss. And when he denied and started cursing. And he looked up and Jesus was in the same room and their eyes locked on to one another. Can you imagine that? And then he watches him be crucified. It would have been so easy for Peter to say, "John, you know, I know what the Lord said that one day that I got the keys, but you're really the one that he loves. Why don't you why don't you lead this group?" Hear me today. Amen. Even if you've done something that you're ashamed of, uh, I want you to know uh, that the chapter is not done on your life. Uh, God's not finished with you. Uh, amen. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know uh, that God has got something great stored for you. Uh, you just got to decide. Uh, the story's not going to end like this. Uh, I'm not finished. Uh, I might have denied, denied the Lord three times, uh, but it's not going to happen again. Uh, amen. Uh, and history tells us that when they went to, to kill Peter, they gave him the choice, amen, of him being crucified, and he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified as my Lord was, and they crucified him upside down, amen, the man who denied the Lord the three times went on to preach the very first gospel message in Acts chapter 2, and later on to the Samaritans and also to the Gentiles, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a lie that you're done with, that God can't use you. Hallelujah. It's a lie. And the last one I want to talk about, and then I'm going to close. Yeah, but you don't get it, preacher. Every time I try to do something for God, it always ends up in a shipwreck. I can't ever get anything done. I understand that. And that can be tough too. You feel like must not be the will of God for me to do this because I didn't have much success at it. Did you hear the story? I haven't been watching these Olympics at all or even paying attention, but I did hear on the radio, apparently the... The lady that won the first gold medal. Did you hear that story? Apparently, she's been to like four or five Olympics. And she has tried and tried and tried and tried. Finally, she did it. She had failure after failure after failure after failure after failure. failure. Finally, she did it. Amen. I want you to think about the Apostle Paul. Shipwrecked, what, three times? Spent the night and day in the sea, was stoned, stoned, left for dead, whipped. I don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have thought, you know what, after being stoned and left for dead, God, do I am I really supposed to be doing this? Right? shipwrecked, huh, it would be easy to say, you know, Barnabas, Timothy, you're a young guy, why don't you take it over? Hey, just because things aren't working for you right now, huh, Amen. You stay committed to God. You keep believing. You keep doing the right thing. You keep coming to the house of the Lord. You keep reading the word of God. You keep honoring God with your giving. You keep doing that things that you know that are right. And I want you to know this. It doesn't mean that things are just going to clear up and there's going to be a clear path for you. But I want you to know you're going to face challenges in life. But if you just continue on, I'm on, amen, the path. To, hallelujah, to see the Lord one day. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't quit, don't give up. Amen. This thing's not over for you. Praise God. I know it would be so easy. Amen. Just because uh, it seems like it's not working out. Uh, amen. And sometimes uh, uh, these shortcomings and failures, uh, the whole church, uh, the whole world can see uh, that doesn't matter. You got to stay in there. You got to hang in there. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. And you've got to decide God's called me for the long haul. Uh, amen. He believes in me, uh, and that's the only thing that matters. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope this message uh, encourage you. Amen. That you desire to say the next time uh, you're in a pit of despair. The next time things aren't going right for you, that you say, you know what, I'm not finished. It's not going to end this way. Amen. I'm going to get up off this table and I'm going to go to church, to the house of the Lord. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to say the name of Jesus. I'm going to praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't care if they don't think that I shouldn't be there. I'm going to walk in and bless God. Amen. Woo! God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If I could have the musicians to come, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that there are people out there that they know the Lord and they've had a walk with the Lord. And somehow they've gotten off that path. And they're probably in one of these situations that i would mentioned. And they want to come in. But they're so beat down with guilt and shame and condemnation. I tell you, that's why I appreciate amen, our pastor. When they come back, he's the first one at the door to shake their hand. Slap their back. It's good to see you. Amen. Somebody told me one time that they had ran into him and the pastor. They hadn't been going to church, and I might get the story wrong, but something along these lines. He said, "You going to church? No." And. He said, "Well, you still love God, something along those lines." And he's, well, yeah, I guess. Well, you don't hate God, no? Well, come back to church, right? Sometimes though, what happens is because we we miss church or we think we're not doing it the right way, we get discouraged. But he was able to bring somebody and pull them back. You don't, you don't, you're not in a place where, you don't hate God. (laughs) You love God. Walk in, head up, shoulders back. Amen. You need to be coming to our church. Praise God. Praise the Lord, I tell you. I'm just so grateful and thankful. Amen. God is going to be doing great things this year in our church. Amen. There is a transformation that has taken place throughout the world. People are reaching out. Amen. This young man called this morning and said, all the way from Arlington, all the way from Arlington, called in this morning and said, do you baptize in Jesus' name? the pastor said, I don't know of any other way to do it. Uh, Praise God. Thank you, Lord. People are being stirred all over. They realize that there's, uh, amen, there's got to be more than what this world has to offer. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be the place, uh, the light uh, here in Richland, in the Tri Cities, uh, that people can come to. Uh, and when they come in, they say, I've never felt anything like I felt uh, in that place right there. Uh, amen. As they were worshiping, uh, I felt something that I've never felt before. Uh, as he was preaching, uh, Amen. Uh, I heard something that I've never heard uh, before. Uh, praise God. Uh, that's what we want uh, when they come out of this place. Uh, oh, that they would have an attitude of David. Uh, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I want you to know that it can become a reality to all those who come in and sit in our congregation, that they can leave always wanting to come back. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'd stand right now. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Praise God. You're not finished. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. God's not done with me. Praise God. Hallelujah. God has called me to be a soul winner. He's called me to be a witness. That's it, Brother Kelly. You continue on. I appreciate that this morning. He's hungry. Amen. To share the good news of the gospel. To share the hope that's inside of him. I want you to know God is going to honor that faith and give you a hungry soul. I believe it. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Whatever it is that you're going through here this morning uh, I want you to know uh, You're in the right place Uh, God has the answer for you Uh, Amen Uh, Today uh, is a new day Uh, There's hope for you Praise God Thank you Lord Thank you oh Lord God Blessed be the name of the Lord Amen I'm not finished I'm not finished I refuse to end right here Hallelujah Hallelujah that's it. Amen. As they sing, would you come down? Would you make that declaration to the Lord here today? Would you say, oh, amen, the Lord's not finished with me, amen, I've got a better future, amen, there's greatness coming down the road for me and my house, for my children, amen, claim it for your kids, amen, I refuse to believe that my children are going to be lost, I refuse it, amen, I'm holding on to those promises, oh, that's it, blessed be the name of the Lord as they begin to sing would you reach up amen would you call on him right now would you make that oh that's it amen it doesn't end here things are going to get better oh blessed be the name of the lord hallelujah hallelujah may be discouraged today, but hope wait is here right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Amen. The promise is going to come true. God is going to use you. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Wait on the Lord. Yes, I'll wait. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, the Holy Ghost is over here right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah.